to Forum Confessions. Today is a really exciting episode because I have my colleagues, friends, the other part of the three musketeers that do this podcast, Pranava and Harry. So Harry, take it over with the introduction. Hi everyone, it's good to be back again. Um, today we wanted to talk about rejection and we're going to start with the, dif- the, dic- the dictionary definition of rejection, which is the action of being denied an opportunity. We wanted to talk about this topic because it's uh, quite re- quite a topical uh, subject to talk about, considering Results Day was not long ago, and uh, GCSE Results Day also, and we are moving on to the next chapter of our lives, so uh, what better way to look back on all of the things that have not gone to plan and how they have changed our outlook on life. So, starting with um, Shreya, do you have any experiences that you would like to share about rejection? Yeah, absolutely, Harry. I think especially seeing over the past summer where, you know, with results today, some people are really elated, some people not so elated. So I think this is definitely a topic that, you know, is is current right now. Um, As for rejections so far, I mean, there's been quite a few, but I think the first one probably was um, when I was trying to get into a grammar school in year 12. And in this podcast, I'd just like to say we won't be taking any sort of names of any particular institutions just because, you know, um, we don't we don't want to kind of take names necessarily. But we'll be talking about our experiences related to to certain institutions. So um, I wrote an exam for a grammar school when um, in year 12 because I wanted to be able to go to, um, you know, a sort of competitive environment where I I would feel challenged and also would help me prepare for those, you know, university admissions going forward. Um, I didn't get into that grammar school and looking back on it I think that it it taught me a lot because I think it taught me that perhaps that competitive environment wasn't necessarily needed for me because I myself am quite driven and motivated and so I actually you know thrived in 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 the grammar school that we actually all ended up going to um, because there was challenge but also there was the ability to be able to do other things and you know live your life rather than just sitting and studying all the time so I think it taught me that you know it's a classic I mean it's going to be cliched but when they say rejection is redirection it was like redirection in a in a really nice way and I think I have built such amazing friendships with teachers with with kind of you know other students and with so many other people um because of that one rejection so I definitely think it's taught me a lot what about you Pranava um what would you say about your first rejection Um, well, fun fact, I wrote the exact, exact same uh, exam that Ashraya wrote uh, at the beginning of, oh wait, for um, A-levels. And I also got rejected and we ended up going to the same school. And honestly, I think it everything happens for a reason, you know, that cliche statement. Ashraya put it more nicely though, rejection is redirection. Um, but I think if, the, if I had gone to the grammar school that I'd applied for, um, I don't think it would have been a very uh, thriving environment for me. Coming to the school that we were, we can say the school name, no? Newstead. Because we all, like, joined Newstead for sixth form, it was more playful. If I hadn't gone to Newstead, um, I wouldn't have met Shreya, I wouldn't have met so many other just amazing people that I've met, um, like, during uh, A-levels. It's school. <laughs> If I'd gone to the other grammar school, I would have, I don't think it would have been a very thriving environment for me. It would have been more challenging, I think. Newstead had a good balance of, like, playful and um, academic, like, I don't know, environment, if that makes any sense. 
Um, so yeah, I don't think that rejection particularly hurt me um, personally. Uh, although when I did get the email, <laughs> I personally just did not like it. I was very uh, upset, but um, I mean, two years later, I did realize that everything, like it, it everything, fell into place. Um, also, another thing, the I wasn't exactly upset that I got rejected, but I was um, scared of answering to people because there were loads of, so many people calling and asking if, like, oh, have you gotten into this grammar school yet? Or like, because uh, my child got into it, and I think answering no was the most um, scary thing or like the most like the, my heart was beating so quickly at that point uh not the fact that i got rejected because thank god i got rejected but um yeah it was just saying no to those people and like that like moment of shame or something like that i think that was the hardest bit what about you harry um so mine is a very similar sort of situation the last time i spoke on here i was wanting to do medicine i don't know if any of you will remember that but um I was not successful in, in that, and um, in March of this year, I got my final rejection. I didn't get any interviews for any of the places I applied. Um, I had four straight rejections, and I was staring at a screen of four rejections on my UCAS with basically no uh, idea what I was going to do next. I had an alternative offer for pharmacology, um, and jumped forward a few months. I'm now, I'm now going to do pharmacology in September, but at the time I was really unsure of what the future had in store for me. I wasn't really looking to reapply because I'd gone through such stress, such pain that year, um, because I was also at the same school as Shreya at Pranava. I was very competitive in the course that I wanted to do because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people wanted to do that course. And at the time I felt very much alone. I felt like I was the only one who was rejected, which of course was not the case. Um, but yeah, it, I think one of the most important things with rejection that I've learned is that it's okay to be upset and you're allowed to have your own feelings about it. Just because you see all these Instagram posts about like, oh, you know, rejection is, it's the path, um, to, to finding out what you want to do. I completely agree with that. But at the same time, I think there has to be that, that few months or a few days of, um, ups, ups, you feeling upset about it because how are you going to learn? How are you going to develop without that? Um, and so maybe, I guess... I'm going to segue from uh, into the next part about how rejection is important. I think if I was not rejected from medicine, I would not have learned about all of the interesting things I could have done with this other course. I wouldn't have researched about this course and, and I wouldn't have realised that I think I'm more made for this course and made for this industry of um, the research side of medicine rather than the practising of medicine. And I think that... Um, I think I, I, in a way, I'm glad I was rejected. I know that sounds really superficial and almost like a lie, because if I was sitting here having got four offers or whatever, I obviously wouldn't be saying that. But I think that um, I think I agree with the cliche that everything happens for a reason, and that rejection is redirection. Because find me one person in life that hasn't been rejected from something, you know. So, what about you, Shreya? How do, how do you think rejection has made you, you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with whatever you, you guys have said. And and I think um, after sort of the initial, the grammar school that me and Prima were talking about beforehand, um, we got through, you know, we were going through university admissions and we'd, you know, submitted everything. And 
um, again, <clears throat> not taking any names at all, but I'd applied to one London university, which is quite reputed, as well as another university in the UK, which you guys are probably aware of, however, we won't be taking any names. Um, and I got through to the interview for the first one, um, and I was quite elated, and I was really happy that I made it that far, and I really thought, okay, I can sort of see myself here. I obviously, I wasn't getting my hopes up too high, but I, but I think I thought, okay, so, so far I've gotten through maybe the first round, let's see where this takes us and of course you know there was a rejection after that and I think that first one um perhaps I told myself you know what I've had I have five that I've chosen and one's a rejection that's okay it's fine you know I'll, I'll find another way and I sort of slightly got over that perhaps you know quicker and I didn't really take the time to you know completely settle myself in and see the rejection what it was and then the London University that I applied to the, the original story was that I actually didn't want to, you know, really study in London. But I think with my parents and us having a chat, I thought, OK, let me apply to at least one. We'll see where this goes and I can always make a decision later on. And when I, I think in my head, I thought, OK, I think I have the grades enough to be able to. It, it wasn't me being arrogant, but I think it was just me recognising that, you know, in, in a normal year, I should have got into this university. And so I had that in my head. And I think when that rejection came through, I remember it quite clearly because um, my dad was in India and I was just coming out of school and I got that email from UCAS. And you guys will probably know that moment where you sort of, you know, you click on it and it doesn't tell you the station. You have to kind of wait for the, the app to load and the connection wasn't great. And I was getting really nervous and it was a it was a horrible moment. And a part of me sort of knew because I'd had no email from this particular university that this was what, it was a rejection. But in my head, I was still holding out hope. And so when I finally saw that I didn't even realize that there were tears coming out of my eyes but there was tears coming out of my eyes and I was like I don't know why I'm getting so upset you know first I was angry because I was like oh I can do better than that it's fine and then the other part of me was like but you know am I really like am I really that bad even though looking at it later on it's such a game of luck and it, there's so many other external factors involved but in that in that time you don't really think about it so I remember I called my dad and I thought I, I told him and he was like it's okay Shreya it's fine but I was just I had feelings of like you guys said I, I, I'm letting my parents down I'm letting other people down I'm letting myself down you know what am I going to tell my friends what am I going to tell my family back home to be honest they really wouldn't even have known that much about it but they would have been happy wherever I was going but it was just me getting into my head and I think looking back on it I'm really glad I'm not going to London University because I just think that that independence and exploring a new city and you know living completely by myself was going to be such a trans like transformation experience so I think what that rejection has taught me is that you know fate is a massive thing like I personally do believe a lot in destiny and, and fate and so I think that there's something in good in store for me there and perhaps I need to go to a place like that so that I can grow in like in terms of academics but also in terms of other ways to become a more well-rounded person so sorry for that long answer but um I think that per it yeah to, to, to sum it up um probably that just just believe in whatever it is that's happening and believe there's something good that is going to come out of that rejection so what about you Pranava would you like to add something to that? I agree with you, Shreya. I'm also a kind of person who believes in fate and, like, every again, this, uh, everything happens for a reason. Everything, <laughs> um, but um, as you guys know, I am quite of an indecisive person. So, I mean, if you're out there and you're very, um, like, how do you say it? Taught between? Op 
Okay. Yeah, torn yeah. between. Torn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're like torn between decisions and you don't know which one's best for you, um, normally what I do is literally I wait it out and make uh, allow the universe to make the decision for me. So like the importance of reduction in my case would just be like an external factor that I didn't like that I can't control, um, and that I don't really. Uh, wait, let me rephrase that. Like the importance of rejection for me is like letting an external factor that I can't control uh, make the decision for me. So yeah, for, yeah, that's it. What about you, Harry? Um, yeah, so uh, I agree completely with everything you've said. And I think that one of the most important things about um, rejection is that it's not a unique feeling. I think that something that a lot of people could relate to um, a cliche example is um, authors and like when they write books and the amount of publishing places that they have to send their work to before they get it you know approved and put on the shelves um a very popular franchise comes to mind um but (laughs) i think that um moving on to the next part about is it possible to move through life without ever having been rejected i personally think no i don't think it is possible because there's always going to be someone somewhere who doesn't like what you're doing and who doesn't approve of you or that there's always going to be a job offer that you can't quite meet for a certain reason or a place you can't go because you didn't quite get enough marks on an exam. So I think that it's not something that is um, a, a small number of people have felt. I think it's something that everyone around the whole world feels. I think it, it, in a way it's what makes the world go round because if you've applied for a job and you don't get that job, you're not going to stop. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to apply anywhere else. I think it's easy for sometimes sometimes for us to get in that mindset for a while, but most of the time, most people will be like, actually, no, I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to find somewhere else. And I think that if if you aren't rejected initially at that initial place, you're never going to see what's better for you. You're never going to actually see the other side of the, um, the coin. Yeah, you're never going to see the other side of the coin. You're never going to experience the better things that you couldn't have experienced if you took that offer, if you got that, you got in that place initially. What do you guys think? Do you think it's possible to not have been rejected from somewhere? Absolutely not. I think it's like you said, Harry, it's such a universal thing. And actually, when I first read this question, the thing I thought about was when people say, oh, this person's an overnight success. I think there's a lot of people that come to mind when when we say that. But it's like no one and nothing is ever an overnight success because what you see is the top part of that graph. But you don't see the hours, the nights, the nights they haven't slept, the hours that they put into that when they have not gone out with their friends, they haven't spent time with their family, they haven't watched that Netflix show that everyone else has been watching because they They've been working really hard. Um, So I think that, and like you said, I think rejection teaches you how to persevere because if you just get everything, you know, on a a silver plate, on with a silver, you're born a silver spoon in your mouth and you just kind of get everything that you wanted, you never learn that thing of, oh, okay, sometimes, you know, there's, there are things that I need to work a bit harder for. And I think that's all something rejection teaches you. It, it, some, sometimes it's things out of your control and there's nothing you can do about it. But sometimes you go, oh, okay, perhaps I need to look at it from a different perspective. Maybe I need to change something little in what I'm doing um, and, you know, maybe try not necessarily work harder, but just work in a different direction so that I can perhaps, you know, do this. Or it makes you think, you know what, perhaps this was never for me. Let me move on. But I think that it makes you stop and think, especially in this world today with social media and things moving so fast around us. We all are sort of running in this race that we don't even know we're running. 
especially when you're young, there's such pressure um, to be like, okay, you've got to sort of settle down and do this. And um, I was doing a, a work experience at a, at a particular law firm last week and I was just chatting with someone and they were saying, you know, you're so young and especially people at your age, when I was at your age, I also thought, oh God, I have to have like a job ready and I have to have this and I have to have a home by this age and a car and a, a, a relationship and friends and everything sorted out. And actually you don't need to, you know, you can, you can explore. This is your time when you can do that. And in that process, yes, you'll get rejected because some things may not be for you and some things may just fall into your lap. So I think that, yeah, it's, it's definitely impossible to have gone through because if you've had not had a rejection, you clearly haven't pursued the things that you want to be pursuing because in those you're bound to get rejected. So um, I think that's probably the only way you can get through life without being rejected. And no one wants to, you know, live a life where they're not pursuing their dreams. So I think in order for that, rejection is quite important. What do you think, Prada? Indeed. I mean, this makes me think about um, how Edison, I'm sure he didn't make the, like, invent the light bulb like in one go i'm sure he went through like thousands of failures before he got it right so he would be thinking of different ways that he could um <laughs> make this happen or a different maneuver um, a different path that he could have taken um, he could take in order for the light bu- light bulb um to glow No, I genuinely do not think that there is not even like one person on this earth that hasn't gone through rejection um, in order to reach where they want to be today. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think that's definitely true. And I think moving on slightly from, I think we talked a lot about the academics or those sort of rejections. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of people who are probably listening to us are around our age. But if not, um, what sort of other rejections do you think you guys have faced? That can be with friendships, um, relationships, whatever you feel comfortable to talk about. Or it can be, you know, any sort of jobs that you've had you may have been rejected from. What do you think you've learned from those? Um, well, I remember, one I, that comes to my mind is in the summer of 2020 after, um, you know, the dreaded lockdown. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. I think I mention it every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, but it was such like an important time, I think, for all of us. So a lot of things happened at that time. And our mind just goes back to that, that period of time. Yeah. I remember I, I applied for a supermarket job and um, I had to do a really lengthy test. And a, like, it was quite a stressful test, actually testing my mental maths it was um and and uh I did get rejected and for some reason I was very upset about this rejection even though at the base of it there are other jobs and I did find another job quite soon after that once I'd started sick form but I, I, I don't know it's just such a um strange mindset once you are rejected from something because you do go through that process of self-doubt and like oh I'm clearly not good enough and I'm clearly not um I'm clearly not not going to be successful but at the base of it again it was just a supermarket job that I that I could get at another time in my life or you know I, I'd, I'd find another job um someday mm. but in terms of uh personal rejections I mean it, it sounds superficial but like a romantic rejection or a one you, you face in a friendship group is really hard to deal with at the time but looking back you're kind of glad it happened aren't you because yeah. it's taught you so many things you've met new people you found new opportunities that you never would have thought you would have found and I think um, that's that's the true importance of it. What about um, you, Shreya? What uh, are there any personal rejections that have taught you great lessons? Yeah, I I think I don't know if 
necessarily class of rejection, but um, I've mentioned this before, but once I moved here from Hong Kong, um, there were a lot of sort of friends I had there that we said, you know, we'll definitely keep in touch and, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that, you know, we're talking to each other, whatever mode it is and that sort of thing. And when I came in the first few months, you know, when I was just sort of building my friendships and joining a new school and that sort of thing, I really kept close to them because, of course, they were the only people that I could talk to at that point. And I think... You know, some with some people, I've still sort of kept that friendship where if I ever see them, it ne- it feels like no time has passed. But with some, um, especially in some of my some of my closest friends, um, it feels like now not necessarily rejected, but it's like you know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever had this. It sounds very shallow, but you go on Instagram and you see them with like new friends, and they're always posting with certain people, and you're like, oh, I used to I used to be that at some point, you know, that sort of thing. And you look back at it now, and you think that was so immature of me. But at the time, it it feels like quite a big thing, and so you think, oh, like you're essentially being you know rejected, but maybe just being taken out of the picture because now someone else is in and that's life you know we move on and after this you know we're going to go to university we're going to make more friends and we're going to you know meet new people in our life so I think that what it's taught me is that some people choose to make you a priority in their life and they're the people you should keep closest because that doesn't mean you talk to them every day because we all only have a limited amount of time but it means that they will take time out for you when it's necessary and they will do those little things that make you think okay no we are still as as close even if we're physically distant so I think it's taught me that um not everyone that I've made friends with I'll necessarily stay friends with but it just means that there are certain people that no matter how far you are from the other side of the world or wherever you are they will choose to think about you and and, and make you feel like they're there for you um so yeah I think you know that thing of it's much it's much better to have a close group of friends and one that that you're really tight with rather than having millions and actually not really knowing how to tell them anything that you're actually going through so um yeah and I think in terms of sort of you talking about like the supermarket job Harry um during after lockdown I was also like okay I need to kind of you know want to earn some money could do something extra and I applied to a lot of lot of jobs on that job site that I know you guys know about if you guys are our age, which everyone goes on. Um, and, you know, a couple of days later, you get a, sorry, you this application hasn't gone through, or sorry, this hasn't happened. And sometimes, like you say, you write lengthy cover letters. You do, like, you know, you make sure your CV is looking really good for a job that ne- doesn't necessarily pay you a lot of money. But you think, oh, I, I need something. So I think it feels a bit of a blow when you think I've spent time and energy in this and, you know, it hasn't come back through. And especially when you sort of get, like, a lot in one go you think oh god what am I doing wrong um but I think yeah I think another thing to learn with that is just as you grow and you have a bit more experience this is a vicious cycle they say you don't have experience but in order to get experience you need a job and so it just kind of goes around in circles so you just need that one employer one person who's willing to give you a chance and you can sort of go from there so yeah I think I think those have been my experiences um what about you Pranava? I think um, regarding like academic rejections or personal rejections, um, what stops me most from like receiving as many as you guys is probably like the step of actually applying or making the first like um, initiating the first move. Um, the fear of getting rejected is probably what um, like stops me from applying to jobs or like um, confessing whatever I like. I don't know, making a friendship or um, romantic like. Yeah, initiating a romantic. Initiating, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, I think that just, I, I'm sure loads of people feel this too. Um, moving on from that and um, growing from 
what you've um, been like given is kind of hard or like at least like the mentality of um, rejection being a bad thing is something mm-hmm. to um, I don't know so- something we need to change I yeah, think, society. Need to, yeah yeah especially again talking about society they're not helping at all especially like we know the nosy relatives we know the nosy family friends that um want to <laughs> that want to um you know feel good that somebody else's kid or somebody else's um yeah somebody else's kid just didn't do as well as their kid yeah. just that self um i don't know empowerment that they feel yeah. um yeah so they're not helping at all i guess just telling yourself not to compare yourself to other people telling yourself that rejection even if you get rejection be happy that you actually made the first step to moving somewhere that is something that i don't know i haven't got there yet gotten there yet and obviously i, ha- I still have time but um i don't know it's something that most so many people um deal with yeah yeah i think i think that's i think really nicely moved us on to the next question of now that we have faced so many rejections how do we move on you know because i think it's easy to say things like oh um just just kind of you know you will move on over time and time is a healer and yes time is a healer but at the time it doesn't feel like that when you're there you're like i don't know what to do and you're feeling all sorts of emotions so how what ways have you guys sort of found so far i know we'll keep learning but to deal with rejections I think one of the most important is talking about it because just from listening to you guys, I've understood how universal it is. And like, I think being alone at that time when you're rejected is not the best thing because sometimes you just need someone else to rationalise it for you. It's the same with good news, I think. It can feel a bit overwhelming. Um, And as you say, rejection is not necessarily bad. And that's one of the worst things that we have at the moment circulating. But I think that... um, talking about it, finding someone you can trust, telling someone how you feel about it, and one, you know, not ruminating about why you were rejected, but just thinking, okay, so you're rejected from here, what about this? Or what about, like, have you thought about this? Or what if you apply here, or change this? Let me look at your CV, let me help you, mm-hmm. let me, let's compare mm-hmm. CVs, let's, something like that. Having someone else as, like, a support network is really good, I think. And also just, um, I mean, you only need to Google some examples or, or, or of, of these great people who've achieved all these things who have been rejected themselves and think, that's like me. I know I haven't invented, like, a new medicine or something. I know I haven't done this. I know I've literally just been rejected from a supermarket. But <laughs> I'm sure there's a way... Um, I'm sure this person has also rejected... Uh, has also been rejected from thousands of other places. And look how they're doing. It doesn't mean anything about me. It's nothing to do with me. As Shreya said, it's out of my control by that point. I did everything I could the first time. And now I'm going to talk to someone about how I can prove what I've done. And hopefully that will help me in the future. So I think that's one of the best ways, or at least that's how I would go about it. Yeah. How about you, Pranava? No, this got me thinking about, um, I don't know, videos you found on, you find on YouTube or like TikTok where... No, they open the, the email to like elite universities and they have their friends around them yeah. and everybody's cheering for them. And even though at one point I've, I've come to terms with the rejection, but then, you know, coming across these kind of videos, it just um, pulls me back and just makes me uh, regret a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy that they got into the university or into the college that they wanted to. But um, again, it comes back to not comparing myself to mm-hmm. another uh, another person um i mean as you say like um 
not comparing yourself, think, oh, well, I'm not even doing the same course as them, or I've applied for something completely different. The education system here, yeah. and I'm guessing you you see these videos from the US, US a lot. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a very American thing. It's so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fall into that trap too. Because I don't know They're about, so addictive to watch. They, they are, and I don't know about you guys, but I, the last thing I'd ever want to post is my results, or how, where I'm going now. So true. Like, it's yeah. the last thing I want yeah. to so Because you don't want to make people feel bad, or you don't want people to feel like, hmm, well, I, I did better than them. Like, mm. it's just not nice, is it? So I think one of the things is, is just rationalising and going, like, this person got lead to university, but they're doing history. I'm not doing history. I'm doing something completely different. Or they're doing this and I'm not doing this. And they're this, they're like 20 and they've done a degree already. I, I'm 18. Mm. This is my first shot at this, you know? So just rationalising through those videos. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would say. Indeed. I think I really, you know, I kind of resonate with your point of having someone there, like a support mm. network. And I think sometimes your, your parents can be there, but I think sometimes it's nice to have like a third party because mm. I always feel it's like if they don't really have anything at stake. So like, let's say you've just been rejected. You're going through a lot of emotions. If there's someone there who's able to look at it from an outside perspective, mm. they can do like a bird's eye view. They can, be, they can be like, look, in the grand scheme of things, this is where you are. And I think your true friends, rather than letting you just wallow in that self-pity, will be like, you know what? We need to get up. We need to look at this in a in a different perspective and we need to look at how we can move on from this rather than trying to, you know, because mm. it's nice to wallow for a little bit, but you want to be, you want someone who can just put, take you out and be like, come on, let's, let's try again or let's try it in a different way. And I think that's really nice when you have someone there who can give the facts to you straight and be like, look, this, this is what we're going to do. Mm. So I think that's really nice sometimes because... Like, like you said, Pranava, we can all be indecisive sometimes and not know, okay, where do we go from here? So if someone kind of gives us our options and says, we're going to do this, and after this, you're going to figure it out, then I, I think it's, it's a bit of a nice way to get over that rejection as well. Because I think it is quite difficult. In the moment, it feels like the biggest mess ever happened in your life. And then, you know, like, especially we were saying with our grammar school rejection, two years, you look at it and you thought, think, oh, thank God, like, that didn't, I didn't go there. Thank God that didn't happen. Because, you know, I'm so much happier now and, and we've still managed to do what we what we wanted to at the end of it. So I think that's definitely uh, one to think about. I was I was also thinking about this idea of sort of being rejected. So I think when you, when you think about a different perspective, being rejected is someone saying no to you. But I think there's also a lot of points in life where we have a couple of roads that we can go down and we have to say no to a particular person or a particular place in order to be able to take that other opportunity. And I think it's that kind of thing of your heart says one thing and your mind says another. And you think, oh, this is like, maybe I can make slightly more money in this job. Maybe I, maybe I can slightly have slightly a better social life in this job. Which one, like, where do you go? So what do you guys think are sort of the similarity with that? And how do you deal with that a bit differently if you've got options and you don't know which one to go for? a good one um you actually gave me this advice Shreya, of writing down um your like pros and cons list it actually did help me because um the place that th there were two choices that i had to make uh my heart said one thing my uh, mind said the other it was to do with um if i go to this place then i would have the independence of growing as on my own rather than depending on my parents whereas i wouldn't be doing the course that i want to do if I went to the other place, um, then I would be doing the course that I loved, but I wouldn't be as um, independent as I would like to be. So I did write down a pros and cons list. And I think in the long run, of course, I'd get the independence. Um,
achieve if I went down the first road, but I wouldn't be doing that something that I loved. And of course it would be, I mean, I think the pay would be the same uh, in both the cases job-wise, um, but I, I wouldn't be uh, content with my life there. But so sacrificing now with um, the independence that I would get in like the university um, lifestyle and everything, but doing a course that I would like thrive in, uh, doing a course that I love, would um, like, I don't know, be fruitful in the future. Uh, <laughs> so I think that was a great advice for um, So yeah, write a pros and cons list. What about you, Harry? How would you deal with it? I think I uh, definitely agree with writing a list. Always use your notes section. It's there for a reason, you know. Um, but I think also another thing I like to do is just, uh, I think do your research. If you have a if you have a single doubt about a place, there's a reason. So if you're thinking, hmm, I've got this offer for this job, but I don't know how they are about holidays, or I don't know how they are they are about like sick pay or overtime. Let me research. Let me see what they're doing. It's about sort of using your resource resources really, because if this place does it this way and the other place does it this way, you have a clear thing to differentiate then. Because if if they're both surface level, if it's like a university offer for the same course but just a different place, then it's hard if it, on the surface level to be like, oh, I'm going to go here and not there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing your research about student societies, what's the, is it expensive? How does it compare with other places? You need something that's going to differentiate it. If, it, if they're that similar and they're that um, on the surface appealing, then you need, you need to look further in. You need to find more information about it. Because if your heart says one thing, your brain says another, there's clearly, there's clearly a problem. And um, I'm interested to know, what do you guys think is better to follow? Do you follow your heart or do you follow your brain? <laughs> oh, that's a really, really hard one. Um, I think, you know, people say like, oh, go with your gut, go with your mm. like gut feeling, that sort of thing. I think it's nice to say I'd like to always go with my heart. Um, I'm more of a person who tends to go with my brain. But, but um, I think what I've found is that the decisions I've been happiest with was when I made that like instant decision. And I just went, mm. this is what my gut's saying let's go, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And I may not have necessarily um, always had the best outcome, but I was the happiest with that outcome versus what I, obviously, you know, you can only do one thing and you don't know what would have happened in the other one. But I think I was content, like Franova said before, with what that had come out of that. So I sometimes think it's nice to obviously do your research. You know, we have the internet and so many resources at our fingertips. So do your research and that sort of thing. But I think sometimes it's important if you have to make a quick decision to just go with something. And um, I think I, I listened to it on some on another, another podcast where they said that um, if you have more than 50, like if it's more than 50% you're sure of one decision, just go with it. And if there's something you have to deal with, perhaps making that decision is better than waiting around and then wondering, oh God, I should have done something sooner. So, you know, sooner rather than later, just just go with that decision. And then whatever the consequences are, whatever happens afterwards, you'll find a way to, to move on from there. And if you need to come back, you always can. Um, but I think that's the best way to sort of push forwards. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what would you say, whatever? Mm, I think um, the what if question in your mind is inevitable. You would get it even if um, mm. you you know you do what your heart desires or you do what your mind says um but you're always going to be thinking oh what if i did um the other if yeah that makes sense. Yeah. um about the um <laughs> the most best uh experiences are the ones that you didn't plan for beforehand mm. is what i believe because that's been true most of the time Yes, um, I agree. I think spontaneity is not always a bad thing. I think it can be really useful in in many situations because it is hard to have a definite decision. And I think another thing I was gonna I was gonna add is that 
if you have choices and you have all these um, possibilities, you should be sort of grateful because a lot of people across the world, they might only have one choice or they might have none. And the idea that you can even apply somewhere and be rejected in the first place is a privilege in many ways mm. because you have those, you know, you have the resources to yeah. do so. And you have that website that we all use and not everywhere in the world has that website. Yeah. And they have to go through a lot more and go through a lot um, more trouble to find a job or to find a university place. So I think that we should be, you know, it's a, it is a privilege in many ways to have yeah. been rejected in the first place. As weird as that sounds, it doesn't stop it from being an, an not very nice experience in many situations but I think that's how we should start viewing it as a society so yeah that's such an important point I think I think it's a really nice point to sort of end on as well because I think we've talked a lot about our rejections and, and it may make us seem like we're talking about our problems like it's such so big and when you look at it in terms of everything that's going around you know that's going on in the world right now as well our things may seem very small and I think also our eight like considering how young we are right now we are bound to face a lot more rejections going forward and if we try and pursue anything that we really want to and that obviously the beginning we're inexperienced at we're bound to face rejections so I think like you said Harry the the feeling gratitude for the fact that you had the uh, confidence and you had the ability to be able to apply somewhere or do something and then you got rejected is a feeling of well you know what at least I can try again because some people may not even have the chance to try in the first place or ever try again mm-hmm. so I think that um, you know that's really important to, to bear in mind and perhaps even when you are going through a rejection think you know what I've, I've gone through this I've come this far and this preparation has taught me so much that I can take carry forward in the future and tomorrow if I go somewhere and an employer asks me when have you been rejected when you face hardship you can then talk about it and think this is what I've learned from it and I think that's what people want to hear they don't want to hear oh no I've just been I've never been rejected because then they're like clearly I haven't tried hard enough <laughs> so I, I think it's actually a it's actually a nice it, it's a good position to be in if you've been rejected because that means you've tried and you know you've which which is all what we're trying to do. So I think that it just it makes, makes you more resilient and it makes you grateful um, for the fact that you have that opportunity. So um, I think we are going to end the podcast on this note. Um, thank you so much for listening. Do let us know what you thought about the three of us being back. Um, obviously, we've had a few guest episodes, so we thought we'd change it up a bit. And let, do let us know your thoughts on rejection, when you've been rejected, what you think about it, and hopefully if this has changed your mind um, or perhaps given you a different perspective on that. And if you're currently going through, I know we've just had, you know, um, results day and, and you are going through a difficult thing trying to make decisions right now, we really hope that this has helped you. Mm. So any further comments, guys? Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank Brilliant. you for listening. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.